Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Today is day 95 since we've been back on the air. I'm Max O'Brien. So, if you've been listening for the past few days, you probably know that I've been trying to acclimate myself to the Uberman sleep schedule. If you haven't been listening, just a brief word of explanation. The Uberman sleep schedule involves training yourself to take a 20-minute nap every four hours and not sleep any other time. The goal is to have more efficient sleep and more useful waking hours. I am here today to tell you that as of yesterday afternoon, the experiment is over. Go on, Max. Tell them why the experiment is over. (sighs) So yesterday, day three of the experiment, I had started hallucinating from lack of sleep. This was all totally expected and all part of the process. But unfortunately, when I got up and walked out of the broadcast yesterday, I made it outside before Agnes could stop me, and I saw a zombie, except I thought it was a hallucination. It was on the other side of the fence gate, and since I didn't think it was real, I started walking towards it. Agnes came out about then and started running towards me to stop me from getting too close and was yelling for me to come back. She caught me in time, but her yelling attracted a bunch more of them. I think we mentioned in the news segments that some had been hung up on the fences around the football field, so there was a greater concentration in our area than usual. Before long, they'd surrounded the station. They couldn't get in, but they were clawing at the fencing, and zombies aren't actually weightless, so if enough of them pressed on the fence, then it could theoretically give way. Dr. Clark came out to see what all the commotion was about and just about flipped her lid, but in a quiet way. She ushered me and Agnes back in the building and then went up on the roof and signaled Jennifer in Gipstein Lighthouse that we were in trouble. She signaled to Bill, who came over and made some noise and got them to chase him down to the shore, where he jumped in the boat and took it down the coast where he could get back to land. So, everybody's pretty mad at me, and I don't blame them. It's a good thing that Jennifer happened to be watching the station at that time, and also very lucky that Bill was watching the lighthouse. If either of you are listening, thank you. I don't know if we've ever explained to the listeners how our mirror signaling system works. It's a, it's a code. And we talked about using Morse code, except none of us actually know Morse code. That was something that always bugged me about TV and movies, where they needed two people to be able to communicate, and somehow they both magically knew Morse code. It just never struck me as that common of a skill. Stay on topic, Max. Sorry. Anyway, the code is just something we cooked up ourselves. It's pretty basic and only covers a few of the more common messages we might need to send, but it works pretty well. Just takes a mirror and a sunny day, and we can tell each other things like, when are you coming over next? And the other person can respond with a number of days, you know, stuff like that. It's kind of like baseball signals. No complex messages, but we can say stuff like steal second or squeeze play. I meant about your experiment. Experiments are supposed to be about learning and discovery... What did you learn or discover? Oh, yeah. Well, I learned that it's hard to predict what the consequences of certain actions might be. I learned that when you're doing something brand new that alters your behavior or routine, that it's important to think ahead. And I learned that some experiments need a more rigidly structured environment to prevent unwanted outcomes. Good. And let the listeners know what your status is now. Well, I missed most of what happened after Dr. Clark got us back into the building because Agnes threw me into my bed and told me to go to sleep. I started to argue with her, but she threatened me with a blunt instrument. I didn't know she could be that violent, honestly. Sheer terror can make people behave differently than they might normally. Yeah. So anyway, I've now had about 15 hours of sleep, so if I wanted to keep doing Uberman, I'd 
pretty much have to start over. Agnes sort of implied that she still had the blunt instrument, so I guess I'm going to call it a failure and just keep plugging away the way I have been. I'm sorry it didn't work out, Max. But you don't have to do everything. Life's a marathon, not a sprint. And it's also not a competition. We're surviving. We're helping other people survive. We're doing everything we can to live the best life we have available to us right now, despite a really awful situation. And that's all anybody should really have to strive for. Living the best life you have available with the friends and family and resources you have. You don't have to go to heroic efforts and almost kill yourself trying to be more than you are. Because what you are is enough. So you're not mad at me anymore? I didn't say that. And you might end up being a little short on sleep for the next day or two again, because since you were out all day yesterday and Agnes and I had to pick up the slack and do your daily chores for you, which means you owe us now. And we intend to collect pretty much right away. I guess I had that coming. In that case, we'd better sign off for today so I can get to it. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Max O'Brien with Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.